Thanks for tuning into this podcast from KYMN Radio. You can find more of them like it on our website, kymnradio.net, or wherever you get your podcast. Simply search the KYMN Radio Podcast. in another lifetime one of toil and blood when blackness was a virtue the road was full of mud I came in from the wilderness a creature void of form come in she said I'll give you shelter from the storm and if I pass this way again you can rest assured I'll always do my best for her, on that I give my word. In a world of steel at death and men who are fighting to be warm, come in, she said, I'll give ya shelter from the storm. Not a word was spoke between us, there was a little risk involved. Everything up to that point had been left unresolved. Try imagining a place where it's always safe and warm Come in, she said, I'll give you a shelter from the storm I was burned out from exhaustion, buried in the hail Poisoned in the bushes and blown out on the trail Hunted like a crocodile, ravaged in the corn Come in, she said, I'll give ya shelter from the storm Suddenly I turned around and she was standing there With silver bracelets on her wrists and flowers in her hair She walked up to me so gracefully and took my crown of thorns Come in, she said, I'll give you shelter from the storm. Now there's a wall between us, something that's been lost. I took too much for granted, I got my signals crossed. Just between till it all began on a non-eventful morn. Come in, she said, I'll give you shelter from the storm. The deputy walks on hard nails and the preacher rides a mount But nothing really matters much, it's doom alone that counts And the one-eyed undertaker, he blows a feudal horn Come in, she said, I'll give ya shelter from the storm I've heard newborn babies wailing like a morning dove an old man with broken teeth, stranded without love. Do I understand your question, man? Is it hopeless and forlorn? Come in, she said, I'll give you shelter from the storm. In a little hilltop village, they gambled for my clothes. I bargained for salvation and she gave me a lethal dose. I offered up my 
innocence I've got repaid with scorn Come in, she said, I'll give you a shelter from the storm I'm living in a foreign country, but I'm bound to cross the line. Beauty walks a razor's edge, someday I'll make it mine. If I could only turn back the clock to where God and her were born. Come in, she said, I'll give ya shelter from the storm. Raised in Hibbing, saw Buddy Holly three days before the plane crash, educated at the University of Minnesota, at least theoretically. He would point to the clubs and coffee houses of Dinkytown as his real classrooms. Hitchhiked to New York to visit Woody Guthrie in the hospital. Stayed there. Signed with Columbia Records. Became the voice of a generation, even if no one asked him if he wanted the job. Introduced the Beatles to marijuana. Went electric. Alienated almost his whole fan base. Recorded two of the most revered albums of all time. Married a woman named Sarah. Had a whole bunch of kids. Got into a motorcycle accident. Probably. Hung out in Woodstock for a few years. Divorced by a woman named Sarah. Wrote the best song I've ever heard. Recorded my favorite album. Found God. Alienated almost his entire fan base. Played Live Aid and inspired Willie to start Farm Aid. Inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 1988. Awarded the Presidential Medal of Freedom by Barack Obama in 2012. Awarded the Nobel Prize in Literature in 2016. Made the best album of 2020. That's Bob Dylan's life in less than 200 words. There is no need to write accolades about him or flowery tributes filled with vivid adjectives because the facts speak for themselves. Bob Dylan is a legend. Not because critics say he is, not because of some great reviews, he is a legend because of the life he has lived, the songs he has written, the heroes he has inspired, and the souls he has touched. That he still seems a little skeptical and disbelieving of his own mythology just adds to the legend. Dylan is my favorite songwriter and is for millions of others as well. That's an accomplishment in and of itself made more so because millions more people claim to not like him because of his singing voice. Ten years ago, on the occasion of his 70th birthday, I organized a tribute concert that was originally meant to be a three-hour night of great music. The interest I received from the people who wanted to play turned it into a day-long festival, and then we did it again the next year. The crowds overwhelmed the pub where we held it because so many people love Bob Dylan. I have very often compared Dylan to Shakespeare, and one of the things those two men share is an adaptability in their work. 
Shakespeare can be set in any time period and with a skilled cast can still make amazing points about humanity. Dylan's music can be arranged as folk, rock, jazz, or soul and with a skilled performer can still make amazing points about humanity. Next week is Bob Dylan's 80th birthday. Mostly thanks to the pandemic, I am no longer in a position to organize another huge Dylan Fest, so tonight we're going to have a smaller version of our own. We'll hear a little bit of Dylan himself, but mostly we're going to hear other people perform his words and his music in a salute to him as we celebrate 80 years. Tonight, we wish Bob Dylan a very happy birthday. My name is Rich Larson. His name is Daniel G. Moyer. This is The Weekly List. Well, good evening, everybody. You're listening to AM 1080, 95.1 FM, KYMN Radio in beautiful downtown Northfield, Minnesota. Thank you for joining us once again for another edition of The Weekly List. And uh, Danny, I I guess I kind of have to actually yeah. thank you for joining Why? us. <laughs> yeah, this is, this is your baby here. This is, <laughs> this is not something that you would normally do. No, I mean, and here's the thing. You know me, I'm, I'm a music guy. Yep. Um, Bob Dylan, I definitely appreciate him very much from the academic point of view, from the critical point of view. I recognize all of his relevance. And I got to say that intro... You just stated fact. I mean, it was just fact after fact for, yeah. you know, less than 200 words to your point. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> it's like alienated his fan base. Oh, yeah. yeah. And then alienated the rest of the family. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, and I mean, the stuff, um, what what can you say? I can't rip into the guy. The guy is a masterful. You not. <laughs> well, I, I mean, we were joking before, like, I'm going to go after him like you go after Iron Maiden. There's no way I would do that no, because no. I... I do like the guy. I really do. And some of these songs that we're going to play tonight are absolutely incredible. I mean, he has very, very few peers from a pure songwriting point of view. He, he really, has, I, he, I mean, it's, he, it's I tough think, to grasp. I, I think he's peerless. I, yeah. do, I think he's the best. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's unfortunate that he got the label of songwriter of his generation or voice of his generation because that is such a heavy thing to, to launch onto somebody, you we're, know, anyone. We're going we're gonna to talk about that a little bit. I hope that we do because it's, it's, it's yeah, a heavy mantle. Later in the show we're going to talk about that because um, there are reasons he, uh, he got the, uh, the label mm-hmm. and like the reasons behind the songs that he wrote are so far off I, there's speculation. We'll talk about it yeah. Later. yeah. Well, and he, uh, the only thing that I wanted to say is I'm going to be involved in talking this uh, about this stuff tonight because I have an appreciation. I love I loved all these covers. You know, mm-hmm. there's so many great yeah. covers here. Um, You'd heard but, a couple of them before. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Of course, I heard the Rage one. <laughs> you know that we're going to get to. Of course, <laughs> come on, dude. Right. But um, anyhow, I'm going to default defer to you really because yeah. you are. The as much as Dylan may be peerless in terms of a songwriter, between the two of us, you're kind of peerless in terms of his uh, person to best appreciate. So this is going to be almost like I'm interviewing the Dylanologist um, here. On... I, I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> well, I'm going to because I'm going to set you up but, like but that. There, you know, there's one of us in this room. 
who has spent hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of hours listening to Bob Dylan. I haven't spent that much. There's man. one of us in this room <laughs> that actually once when he was in his early 20s drove to Hibbing just to drive around and listen to Bob Dylan. Exactly. Like, I mean, yeah, it's a different thing. I've been to Hibbing, but I haven't done it for that reason. Uh, I, I, I have. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. So let's just, let's just get into it. Um, yeah. That first one and shelter from the storm. Uh, here's the thing that was from blood on the tracks, which is the greatest album ever made. Yes. And that is your all time favorite record. Yes, it is. And I, I have to admit, I love that album. Mm-hmm. I really do. And as I told you before the show, I love that album because you love that album. <laughs> I mean, I really, I, every song is flawless. And what he was going through at the time that that was written is an important part of the whole story right. to really understand these songs. And it really allows, this is the, one of the questions I know that um, Nick Cave gets asked this. Can you separate the art from the artist? You can't. You absolutely can't. You have to understand the artist and what they're going through with the art that they're creating. And that allows the art to transcend the artists themselves and to find redemption. Yeah, And that's definitely the case in how Dylan writes his life is so involved in these songs. And Blood on the Tracks, of course, is his divorce album. Yeah. So, of uh, course, over the past year, right, right, that really right, kind right, of resonated. Right, and, right. you know, you even said, like, early on a, a year ago, it's like, dude, you should hear this. You I'm, should, like, listening should, to it, yeah. sitting on my deck in the sun, which is my favorite place, <laughs> and they're bawling listening to this. And I'm like, okay, well. And it was helpful. It was yeah. helpful to me. Yeah. It really was. That's good. Yeah, so That's good. Yeah, I, this was... Um, an album he made after he uh, uh, after he uh, got divorced uh, after he and Sarah got divorced, and um, he actually um, wrote most of this in Woods wrote the album in Woodstock and recorded it. It was produced by uh, Phil Ramone. Yeah, who yeah, for, who we who, love. Yeah, we just absolutely yeah, love. All right, um, and he recorded the whole album in New York City, and then finished it. There were test pressings. Like the, the whole thing was was done. It was coming out in like. A month or something, and he was uh, he was back in uh, in Minnesota. He he has a mm-hmm. farm or had a farm at least uh, west of the Twin Cities, and was uh, was hanging out with his brother uh, and playing the album for him. And his brother said, "You're not real happy with this, are you?" And Dylan's like, ah, I, don't, "I don't know." And 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 his brother said, "You you 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 feel like you could do better, don't you?" And he said, "Yeah, I think I do." And his brother made a couple of phone calls and booked Sound 80 Studios in Minneapolis the next morning and, and like, got the, the cream of the crop of the Twin Cities musician, uh, session musicians to Kevin, Kevin Odegaard on, on, on guitar. Peter Strushko played one song on mandolin. Nice. Um, just, like, some really great. And, unfortunately, those guys never got credited because, because the album sleeves had all been right. printed. Right, they don't, yeah. Uh, until they just, uh, two years ago, they put out a, a box set, a yeah. Blood on the Tracks box set, and those guys finally got the credit they, Which they is deserve. Good. So, w- just out of curiosity, what put us in context. What year? 1970. The, the, this was 1974. The album came out right. in January of 1975. Okay, okay, good. I just wanted to make sure that yeah. we're clearly yeah, labeling yeah, yeah, yeah. this in time. Um, and anyway, so uh, uh, he recorded half the album. or Actually, he recorded all of the songs with these guys. Half of the original recordings and half of the Minneapolis recordings make up what we know as Blood, uh, Blood on the Tracks. Who produced the Minnesota recordings? Uh, Robert Zimmerman. Okay, yeah. so he produced himself yeah. on that. Yeah. So it's really yeah. kind of a co-production yeah, I between I, him I, and I, 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 I do know that. Yeah, no, it was Bob. It was Bob, and his brother was involved in that too. So okay. his brother 
but but Phil Ramone gets credit for the whole thing. Well, yeah, yeah. Um, so and and um, yeah, it came out in 1975, and it is the finest album I have ever heard in my life. That's See, it. That's and that's, that's passion right now, there. Now, I love that. Now here is here's one of the things I, I I like to tell people about Blood on the Tracks. It's got two of the top fifteen songs of all time on it. <laughs> Shelter from the Storm fits into into the top fifteen for me. I mean, mm-hmm. Shelter from the Storm is a gorgeous piece of work. We'll reveal what the number one song on Rich's Anyone hit parade later on. I know, but we're, is, we're going but, to reveal it yeah. later on, and you will hear it tonight. Yeah, you will. You will. All right, so um, Shelter from the Storm, Blood on the Tracks, 1975. Moving on. Okay. Um, a woman named Emma Swift last year put out an album called Blonde on the Tracks. Which I think is really funny. It, that it, was clever. It, it, is, it is cute. I blonde on blonde, blonde on But it uh she is emma swift is a um kind of a pro- she's an australian uh mm-hmm. singer songwriter um who's kind of a protege actually of robin hitchcock robin hitchcock and the egyptians wow yeah, okay yeah. you know balloon man and all that yeah stuff. exactly yeah, and that. you're gonna hear robin hitchcock uh do his very best roger mcguinn uh guitar playing on this uh seriously that's too. him on this that's because yeah. this was a thing i hadn't heard this until you put it in front of me right and i i spent some time listening to it and Really, of a lot of these covers that I hadn't heard, I went, who's, who's this Emma Swift yeah. lady? Because yeah. this is a really good version. It was intriguing. And the thing that I liked about it, I know the song, of course, but it allowed the lyrics to kind of yeah. resurface in a new yeah. way. And I, yeah. I, I heard it differently yeah. for a song that's yeah. pretty old. This, well, if it, this is Queen Jane, approximately. The song was written uh, for the Highway 61 Revisited yeah. album and it came out in 1965. Um I think this is um, the best cover of Queen Jane approximately I've ever heard. It's really good. And she, I mean, she just, I mean, she came out of, no, well, not a nowhere. Well, I'd never heard of her before this past week, to right, be quite honest right. with you. So, it yeah. blew me away. Yeah, and, and I just, the, if, if uh, um, I think this, I just, I, I don't know, I just think it's a great album. So we're just going to, we're just going to get gonna to play it. it. Yep. This is Emma Swift from 2020 on her Dylan cover album, Blonde on the Tracks. This is Queen Jane, Queen Jane, approximately 95.1. When your mother sends back all your invitations, and your father to your sister, he explains that you're tired of yourself. All of your creations Won't you come see me Queen Jane Won't you come see me Queen Jane Now when all the flower ladies Want back what they have lent you of their roses does not remain and all of your children start to resent you won't you Jane 
shoulder I first father that the things were right My complexion, she said, that much too white He said, come in, step in the light He says, hmm, you're all right Let me tell a second mother that this has been done Ah, oh, but the second mother was with the seventh one And they were both out on Highway 61 That was Billy Joel. Oh with, man, <laughs> that was oh, yes. Billy Billy Joel doing the Roadhouse thing, playing one of my favorite Dylan songs, oh. and screaming Ringo at the end, man. Oh, I, I know. Yeah, and yeah. wow. I mean, I got blisters on my fingers. And here's the thing: back a long, long time ago, there's an extended version of "Sometimes a Fantasy" by Billy Joel yeah. that he ends with, "I got blisters on my blisters." <laughs> you know, I love that version because it's got the David right. Brown extended guitar song, right. but. Anyhow, I don't think I've heard that in like thirty years. I think <sighs> I need to, I need to get that. Yeah, you, I anyway. need to get that. Anyway, but we that, love we love Billy Joel. We um, we're gonna take two minutes to talk about Billy Joel okay, here. Yeah, Billy Joel has not made an album since nineteen ninety three. Correct. Right? Since literally his last album was um, released right after my oldest daughter was born. My oldest daughter is now twenty eight years. Let old. Let me put it to you this way. That album came out one week before I got married. I, I, did, I got, I put an entire, oh my gosh, nearly twenty-seven year marriage between that album and today. Today, yeah. So okay. I mean, right. and here's the thing: 
back in 1988, he broke up the you know the, the Lords of 52nd Street, the, the regular band with Liberty DeVito and Russell Dave Javers Brown, and all those guys. Yeah. Um, and he was going to put together a Roadhouse album where yes. he was going to play like a Hammond B3. Yes. And it was going to be yes. Liberty on drums. And it was Skylar Deal on bass. Yeah. And then it was, I think, David Brown on guitar. And the idea was is it's going to be a four-piece Roadhouse. And they put out the single of We Didn't Start the Fire. Right. And the flip side was House of Blue Light. Right, which is a song that most people don't know. No, nobody's yeah. going to know it, yeah. even though We Didn't Start the Fire was a number one single. You and I flipped It is a great out. song. I mean, and, and that's exactly what we're talking about. I mean, Bill needs every now and then. Uh, well, these days I don't know anymore. There's but so I, I do that believe that, like that, Bill needs to step away from the piano, hit the hit the organ, let Tommy Burns now pull out the slide, get the get the horns in, and and just rock out with a little just Memphis style Roadhouse. Really dirty and it up, he, and I mean grit. He dirt does life. it. He does that when he decides he wants to do that, or he used to. Decide, he does it. Probably as good as, if not better than anybody out there these days. Oh yeah, and here's his take on Highway 61. Here, yeah. this was recorded in 1999, six years after he made his last album. Right, right. So the dude can do it. Yeah, and I believe the dude could do course, it this afternoon if he was, wanted to. That was, of course, 22 years ago. Okay, well, still though, what a great take and. Yeah. All that when we heard this, and this was on the My Lives box set yes, that came was. out. Yes, it was. You and I both looked at each other and went, "Damn, we got so robbed when he didn't do a Roadhouse album. We got so robbed, and this cover of it really indicates that." What the hell is that? I don't. Turn your phone off. Well, it's an emergency <laughs> alert. Apparently, oh. we're under some kind of stuff. Okay, so you're the weather guy. Are you? I'm the yeah, news we're under guy. A, we're under a tornado warning here in this area. Are we really? Yeah. Congratulations. Okay. Well. Well. So, so maybe you maybe we won't get this aired. <laughs> <laughs> no, but see, this can't happen. This cannot happen because you and I can't die together. Because well, yeah, you got to tell me that because you have to play forever young at my memorial. That's, that's right. Well, there's the good lead in. Yeah. Well, we'll talk about. Yeah. That okay. Okay. So that can't happen, yeah. and you have to be my angel of death, right? I, to let me know exactly, when it's time I'm for me meet to meet you die. on the other side. Right. Like, hey, dude, you're dead. I'm sorry, but oh, yeah. and I'm like, what a drag, man! Yeah, but, but I had tickets to see Iron Maiden next week. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I, I'm so glad you're here because Brubeck's been driving me nuts. All right, so, okay. So we go okay. from our favorite artist to yeah. another. One of your favorite artists, Adele. Um, wow, you just hung me out. To here's the thing: it's not that I dislike Adele. I I don't. But the what was it the the one with the uh, the big album the twenty twenty five twenty five. I like that one. The second album. No, what, no, no, no. Twenty. Uh, the twenty one. Twenty one. Yeah. I liked twenty one. I hated 25. Well, that's, that's you know... I'm I just hate that. it. And I still like the 21 album. There's there's just a bunch of stuff about the 25 that I remember. I had to... I wrote that review. Yeah. And it got published in Southern Minnesota scene. And I just... I slagged that record. Yeah, you did. You, you Everybody it. loved it except yep. for me. Yep, yep. And there's, there's a lot of reasons I'm not going to get into it. And no. here's the thing. It's funny that um, we're going to be playing Make You Feel My Love um, this, this by is Adele. From, this is from 19. This this, is, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So I I like this version of it. The thing that's funny about this is this song, I first heard it when it was sung by Billy Joel. He, Billy Joel was the first man to record this. Exactly. The first person to record it. Here, it was on his now, Greatest Hits, Volume 3, here's my take before on, Dylan recorded yeah, here's it. Here's my take on this song. Okay. 
Billy Joel put this out. It was um, it was on his Greatest Hits Volume Three uh, album. And when he when he when I heard it the first time, I thought this is a good song, and he's not doing it right. Mm-hmm. And then it, uh, it then it was released on Dylan's Time Out of Mind album. Mm-hmm. And I thought to myself. Well, this is a good song that he wrote, but he's not doing it right, right? <laughs> and then Garth Brooks covered it, and then I thought, well, he's doing it right, but that's Garth Brooks. And <laughs> I like how you put that together. <laughs> Adele, this is the version. Yeah. This, this is the version that, that, that this song needs to be. This is how the song needs to be done. This is it yeah. right here. All right, so we're just going to roll with it. This is from... Whatever, whenever the hell 19, 19 came out, I yeah. can't remember. She was 19 years old she, when it came out. When, you know, she was 19 when she started recording the album. Okay. She, anyway. This is uh, Adele with Make You Feel My Love, a 95.1 KYMN. Nothing that I wouldn't do 
go to the ends of the earth for you to make you feel my love to make you feel my In the arrow on the doorpost Saying this land is condemned All the way from New Orleans To Jerusalem I travel Where many martyrs fell And I know one thing Nobody can sing Them blues like blind or Willie Mac tell
That was the band from their uh, album Jericho, which came out in the early '90s. That was when they uh, had reformed without uh, Robbie Robertson, without the burden of Robbie Robertson in the band. Wait, without the burden? Robbie Robertson is um, is a word that I can't say on the radio. I love Robbie's music. Yeah, don't I mean, get that, me wrong. That first album with uh, but Broken Ro- Arrow. Rob, okay, and both of it actually Storyville is, is, is second album. Yeah, that's is, a good one is too. Better than the first one. Robbie's awesome. His music is awesome. Robbie's a jerk. Okay. Well, Robbie is a jerk. You're talking about separating uh, art from artist. Robbie's a jerk. Okay. So his music kind of works as like a redeeming. He he surpasses himself in his art, is what you're saying. Sure. Robbie's a jerk. <laughs> he writes really good songs. He yeah, plays he really good music. This is the man who wrote The Wait, for God's sakes. I know. You can't. <laughs> yeah. One of, one of my three favorite songs of, of all time, The Wait. So now we're, this is really the richest top 15 tonight. You got, you got Tangled Up in Blue. You got Pocahontas by Neil Young. You got The Weight. Those are the big three. Yeah. Well, and you just revealed the great reveal at the end. Just, well, so uh, you spoiled it. You spoiled it, man. It, uh, well, everyone, any, yeah. look, anyone who listens to this show, like the yeah, only, pe- the only know, people yeah. who listen to the show are, are friends of mine. And they only listen because like they're <laughs> taking pity on me. <laughs> you all know that Tangled Up in Blue is my song. So anyway. Yeah. Anyway, so, so that was uh, the band with Blind Willie McTell. Okay, I, I have a lot to. I have yeah, a lot, you got a lot to say on this. And... Why don't you say what you're going to say first, Danny? Um, that was nice. You know, that was that was okay. No, go ahead. Say the words you just said. You said, "quote just okay." Yeah, it was just okay. 
you know, it's I, nothing, nothing I, horrible I, about I, it. I, mean, I should you know. have, I should have planned ahead because I should have <laughs> known something. I should have brought a bottle of bourbon with yeah. me. And so when you say something like, like, oh, it's okay, something you know, it's, like, it's not bad. It's blind, pleasant. blind Willie McTell it was by pleasant. the band is just okay. I could just do shots and, and calm down. <laughs> it was, I, it was pleasant. You, this is coming from the man. You think Blind <laughs> Willie McTell is it by the band is just okay, but you like everything else. Well, you yeah. think you think the 1975 is the hey. greatest thing that's ever happened. Hey, the night. Oh, 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 oh. oh. Uh, are you, no, no. Is, is this is this where we're going to break up? We're breaking up live <laughs> on the air. That, okay. that tornado better come in. <laughs> Holy cow! This I, is literal death here. I, 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 oh. I know. Okay, okay. This has been a public service um, announcement and little bit of advice. I just successfully poked the bear. This is not something you want to do. You just poked Tr- the bear. Trust me, I poked the bear. This is one of the things that you don't want to do. I went and ventured there. I. I took the risk so that you, the listening public, don't have to. You go on and on and on and on. Like I said, it was really nice. About Iron Maiden. <laughs> <sighs> We're moving on because. Okay, I, yeah, yeah. We've, well, yeah. no, Rich. Okay. Honestly, tell you're, me you're, what you think okay, about well, it. First and of all, I'm, I'm kind of playing around. I'm, I'm, I'm softening. You know, whatever. All right. There are go two, ahead. There are two couple of things I want to talk about. This first of all, through like. Uh, Dylan's, especially his early career, there there were two bands that were, like, for a lot of songwriters, there's a performer who are who is really good at interpreting those. Oh songs, yeah, like, like uh, Glenn Campbell and, and and Jimmy Webb. Yeah. Um, Dylan has had in my mind two great interpreters, uh, Roger McGuinn and the Birds, mm-hmm. and it really it kind of breaks my heart that that I left off Mr. Tambourine Man. Oh, uh, from the, I, 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 I that should be on here. Yeah, you know. Um, That's a good version too, and I really love the birds. But yeah. anyway, um, and the other one is the band. The band right. has has uh, you know the, the band. Uh, well, I shall I shall be released, and and uh, tears here's the of thing: rage and, the band was actually the band that he used well, for his right. electric. Yeah, the, the story thing. with the story of the band is that they were uh, um, they were Roddy Hawkins in, yeah. in Canada. They were Ronnie Hawkins' backup band. Weren't they called the Hawks? They were the Hawks. Yeah. Yeah. And then, um, then they split from Ronnie Hawkins, became mm-hmm. the Hawks, and and that's when Dylan hired them. When he went electric, right? He was going on tour, and he needed uh, an electric backup, a rock and roll band. So he hired the Hawks, which is the band that became the band, right? And they went on the strangest tour I think that has. <laughs> you, there, there's a there, that bootleg. It, it it was one of the first bootlegs that ever came out, and it was right. called the Great White Way. Yeah. Um, that's the one that was famous because one of his folk loving fans, you know, how he started, they, they yelled out Judas. Right. Well, and and, and it's, it's more than that because like it really becomes Dylan versus the audience. Yes. Like they, they, the, 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 uh, he pulls out that electric guitar and the audience is like stomping on the floor and clapping, like making so much noise that the band can't hear themselves on on the stage and so they can't play and and like the way that dylan gets the the audience to calm down is like it's genius yeah stuff. and here, here's the thing um there is a it was one of the first bootlegs to ever come out well and the, the, there's a re-release 
that it was cleaned up yeah. as part of the yeah. Dylan bootleg it's, series. It's, it's that the, is so worthwhile owning. It's, it's great. It's, it's, it's a historical, great. It, it's important the, document. It's the quote-unquote Royal Albert Hall show, it's even though Royal it Albert. wasn't at the Royal Albert yeah. Hall in England. Right, yeah. But it's, it's incredible to hear, and it's spine-chilling to hear an artist literally yeah. confront his audience and challenge an challenge. artist should challenge this, an artist and I, but i believe or, that. Yeah. an audience but this this was <laughs> this was more challenge than the audience could possibly well here's handle. the thing and i guess this kind of sets it up well because if you think i poked the bear yeah here's dylan poking, poking the bear, the bear poking, but there's like thousands of and, them that and he's poking. has he has never been afraid to poke the bear no ever. and so you got to respect that absolutely so, Okay, and so, here's the thing: so, I, I actually did enjoy, you know, the band's version. Just, of just that. stop talking okay. about it. You don't get to talk about this anymore. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. The other thing is that I shall be released. The band, the band, then you know, they broke up after uh, um, in like 1970. They, they did the last waltz. Seventy six was the last waltz when they stopped performing, and they made another album after that, and they, they broke up in like seventy eight. Um, got back together. Actually, I, I, the first time I saw the band was in the late. Maybe the late '80s, um, they played Riverfest, and it was it was Rick Danko and Levon Helm and uh, and and Garth Hudson, and a group of other people. Uh, Richard Manuel unfortunately passed yeah. away in, in 1986, um, and, and Richard Manuel. We should one of these days. Yeah, I'm I mean, going to do a band show, and we're going to talk. I mean, we're that would be half awesome. An hour talking about Big Richard Manuel. Well, I did because I yeah, I did a, a Last Walt show a couple of things. Okay. Ago. Anyway. Um, so the surviving members of the band, minus Robbie Robertson. Uh, and so basically, but you've got Levon Helm, Rick Danko, and Garth Hudson, yeah. which is pretty doggone well, good. Well, and here's the thing, that keyboard thing at the end of that last my, song. My, oh. my, my, my point is this. They got back together. They started recording again. They went to the well. And, and that song, Blind Willie McTell, is a song that he had recorded for the Infidels, written and recorded for the Infidels album, but was never released until 1980. 90 so this would have been i yeah late early 90s 1990 the the first uh three disc uh version of the uh, uh, edition of the the bootleg sessions blind willie mctell's on that um and the band got a hold of it and recorded it and that, that also that's the um jericho that's also the album where they recorded uh, atlantic city which i'm sure you also think is just okay so, wait atlantic city you were talking the boss the spring scene you've never heard that no i haven't I'm sorry. You, okay, I love, well, I love that. I love the song. Rich you, is here, sitting here. Um, you really need to spend more time in Northfield. That's all I have to say. Well, about no that. kidding. Yeah. <laughs> but you, you know, I come here and you threaten me with physical violence. And yeah, I want to come throw here all a whole the time. tornado. You, at know, you. <laughs> you throw a tornado on me. I'm sitting here waiting. I'm looking out a plate glass window at my car, waiting to see it go lift into the air. All right, that's gonna be fun. So let's talk about the times they are changing. Okay, let's talk about Tracy Chapman. Let's talk about Dylan Fest. Or Bob Fest is what they what what Neil called Neil Young called it. Uh, to to uh, in early nineties again, like nineteen ninety one, ninety two. Uh, Columbia Records threw a thirtieth uh, anniversary thirtieth anniversary of, of Dylan's first album at Madison Square Garden with a huge star studded. Yeah, that was an amazing I mean, show. Yeah, you had you had Neil Young. That's that's where the uh, that really cool version of Eddie Vedder and Mike McCready doing Masters of War mm-hmm. comes from. Um, uh, Johnny Cash and June Carter Cash did their classic rendition of uh, "You Ain't Going Nowhere." No, of of it ain't me, babe. Sorry. Yeah. Um, some some uh, John Mellencamp doing leopard skin pillbox hat. Oh. Uh, anyway, um, the but, sad thing about that, in all seriousness, was that was 
what was most notable for people Sinead was it was the first appearance by Sinead O'Connor yeah. after she did the thing on Saturday Night Live where she, she tore the picture of the yep. Pope and she was booed. And I remember they booed her off the stage. They booed her off the stage and Chris Christopherson, you know, came and gave her a hug. And I thought, wow, that that I felt so bad for her because yeah. it misunderstood yeah. what she was trying to yeah. say. But Christopherson got it. And that just made me really like Chris Christopherson even more. He's he's a songwriter, songwriter oh, too. No question. In his in his own yeah, way. He, and no, he, and he, he gets this yeah, and he got yeah. what was happening. And that was Sinead versus the audience. Yeah. And that time the audience won. Yeah. yeah really. Yeah, but yeah. anyhow. Anyway, some really cool stuff. Tracy Chapman. Yes. Uh, who at that point Oh, uh, folks, I don't know exactly what just happened wow. there, but we were talking about Tracy Chapman, and then uh, while we were talking, uh, the machine stopped recording, so there was, I don't know how long we were talking about Tracy Chapman, but uh, <laughs> Tracy Chapman played this song on her acoustic guitar in front of uh, Madison Square Garden, and it uh, it took a lot of courage. And all of a sudden, we vanished, and so... We're we're still trying to figure that out, you know. I mean, we're not sure what we're not sure exactly what happened. No, right? not at all. But so. anyway, uh, you, <laughs> n- not that this matters to you because to you you don't even notice it anyway because it just it was it's like lost time. But it's lost for us forever. <sighs> I'll never get those moments back. It's probably for the. It's best. probably for the best. This is Tracy Chapman from uh, from uh, Bob Fest in 1991 with uh, uh, the times they are changing. On 95.1 KYMN. The Yahtzee. Come gather round people wherever you roam And admit that the waters around you grown Accept it that soon you'll be drenched to the bone if your time to you is worth saving Then you better start swimming or you'll sink like a stone For the times, they are changing Come writers and critics, you prophesize with your pen and Keep your eyes wide, the chance won't come again And don't speak too soon for the wheel still in span And there's no telling who that it's naming And the loser now will be letter to win For the times, they are changing Come senators and congressmen, please heed the call Don't stand in the doorways, don't block up the hall for he that gets hurt will be he who has stalled There's a battle outside and it's raging You'll soon shake your windows and rattle your walls For the times, they are a-changing Come mothers and fathers throughout the land don't criticize what you can't understand Your sons and your daughters are beyond your command Your old road is rapidly aging Please get out of the new one if you can't lend your hand For the times, they are changing 
city's cast Slow one now Will later be past As a present now Will later be past Your old road is rapidly fading And the first one now Will later be last For the times they are changing
gonna work on Maggie's farm no more. No, I ain't gonna work on Maggie's farm no more. Well, I try my best to be just like I am. But everybody wants you to be just like them. Rage Against Ugh. the Machine, baby. From the Renegades album. Capturing the total essence of Maggie's Farm. Absolutely. I mean, that right there, you want to yeah. talk about... Yeah. That defines rage right. and just being put under by the man. Yeah, exactly. There's Dylan's words comes so alive in that zach de la roca just does uh, he just he, he spits those words he out. does yeah. he does there's such power in that and then at the same time you get tom morello the yeah. night watchman yeah. creating almost like that siren sound at yeah. the beginning yeah you yeah. know the oh what's the name of the bass player in rage against the machine tom no tim Tim Comerford, I, I love, he's the guy that went up into the ra- yeah. into the things and dismantled the whole MTV Music Awards. I, I love the man's passion for music. I just all I, I just yeah, but him especially. Oh yeah. <laughs> I here's the thing, and I have to admit this, Rich. Of all of these covers, this one by Rage Against the Machine probably was the one that I loved the most. I, that just not, because that does not surprise me at all, and I. <laughs> I, I'm totally okay with that. Yeah, like, I mean, I, there's I, there's so I, much I no power in that. that, and this, that band, that band covering Dylan, it, it just really works. when you get it, just it works that works so perfectly. Well. Yeah. Okay. 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 And I'm I'll take deep breath. So while I'm, you're relaxing, I'm going to help you relax. Okay, Jack, please. Because now is 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 the time of the show. I think you've actually come to look forward to the most. Yeah, I have. Yeah. This is a because we're, for me. we're we're gonna we're gonna talk about uh, we're gonna talk about beer. Okay. Right, but also 
it's time. It's the haiku corner. Yes. All right. This so is a new special. We're going to talk about a subject near and dear to my heart, Eminent Brewing. As always, we want to thank Eminent Brewing for sponsoring the weekly list. To thank Lauren Derek Myers for continuing to make the show possible. So, count the syllables, everyone. <laughs> Go. State says don't need masks, but we love our customers, so please wear a mask. Oh, nice. That was uh, that was nice. It, it you know you know what they call me. They call you Haiku Rich. Exactly. You're the man. Exactly. The poet laureate of the weekly list. The weekly list. Because <laughs> <laughs> look, most of the most of the weekly list is you trying to teach me the English language anyhow. So I mean, you know, you the don't want me to do it. It has to be the you. The funny thing about this is you were the English major. <laughs> Oh, isn't that hilarious? Um, so, Je suis un imbecile. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. Never mind. There's no French on the weekly list. <laughs> hey, man, I got to throw that out every once in a while. So Governor Walls made uh, an announcement last week and rolled a whole bunch of stuff back. And, and then, almost out of the blue, he ended the state mask mandate. Um, the idea here, Danny, mm-hmm. is if you're vaccinated, you don't have to wear a mask. But if you aren't vaccinated, you have a personal responsibility to yourself, to those who, who love you, and to everyone around you to wear a mask. Yeah, you know how you can get around that? Get vaccinated. That was my pro-get vaccinated thing. If you don't want to wear a mask, you get, go get, get vaccinated. Get, get vaccinated. But the, here's the thing. Right. like You don't have to wear a mask anymore. And the people... Uh, don't even get me started. Yeah, I but, still yeah. wear a mask, Rich. Yeah, okay. Private businesses, much like imminent brewing... In fact, very much. In fact, exactly like imminent brewing is a private business. Private businesses are allowed to maintain a mask mandate. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, just to be on the safe side, imminent brewing is requiring masks. Yeah. Yes. Okay. I think that's great. Okay. I now, mean, no shirt, no shoes, no service. You I'm gonna wear a mask. I'm gonna say this as nicely as I possibly can. Okay. Uh oh. Please don't be a jerk about it. If you have to walk around the tap room to order a beer, go to the bathroom, just put one on. That's that's very simple. It's very direct. I think that's a I think that's a loving request. Though well, the way that you delivered it was a little adamant, but that's okay. I'm in my chill place. The bear has been poked. I know. I that's my fault. There's just there's just things you have to do. You have to check in at the bar. Someone will seat you. You have to give your contact information. Because the seating is limited, they are asking that you enjoy yourself. But uh, you know, don't stay more than an hour or so. Got to share. There's yeah. you know, there's a little bit for everyone. If everybody shares. Right. It's a Sesame Street thing. Cooperation. Yeah. Yeah. See, Laura and Derek, are they're pretty cautious when it comes to all this COVID stuff. And I will tell you quite honestly, uh, that is one of the things I like about working at Imminent Brewing. They're, 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 you know, the way they're running stuff, just it's just not that bad. Now, yes, it might, it might be inconvenient to you. You might think we're a bunch of snowflakes. And yes, you might be <laughs> sick and tired of wearing a mask. You know what? We all are. But we're going to do it anyway. You know, get over it. Rub some dirt in it. It'll be fine. Put the mask on and keep going. Now, let's talk I'm about I'm agreeing the, with you. Let's, I know you are. You I know. know I know. I'm, I'm, I'm being supportive. At this point, I'm not angry. I'm angry at that one guy who sneered at me on Saturday when I asked Seriously? him. I, like, handed him a box of disposable masks. I said, sir, would you please put a mask on? And he just, oh. Okay, well. Anyway. Just call but, him out but, on the radio, but, though, but, dude. Wow. But, but, you know what I did on Saturday? Hmm. When I went to work at Eminent Brewing? I left the bear at home. So there was nothing to poke. Really? It was crazy. You know, also what I didn't get this week? What also got left at home? Yeah. Yeah. 
I'm, I'm, I, I'm just I'm just saying so off my game right you now. You are so even, off your game. Yeah, I mean, I like I know I've been sober for weeks now. <laughs> 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 so you're off your game too. Exactly. I, you know, holy cow! There's right. a tornado around. <laughs> Evidently, there there was a tornado actually like pretty close. Done this like a couple. Yeah, a few miles from here. Wow. We didn't know it, but we well, just kept recording. Maybe that's what happened to Tracy that, Chapman. Maybe that is. I hope to, somebody check a Tracy Chapman and make sure she's make sure she's okay. <laughs> All right, I got to finish this. Okay. If there is a spot for you to sit, you can still get beer to go. You can buy yourself a growler, which is four full pints of beer. You can get a howler, which is about the size of a mason jar. And they have great beer on tap right now. Um, now, here are the beers that are about to come off the taps. Quick in the Red, Porter Upon Heath, Cannon River Pale Ale. If any of those are your favorites, go get a beer as soon as you can because they're going to come off the... I, I'm still waiting to try the Heath one. I'm just saying. Um it's been a long, long cold winter. S O L. Yep, and you will be too if you don't hustle down over to the imminent right away. Okay. Just like me. All those beers, they're a little bit heavier, uh, a little bit more appropriate for cold weather. We're running out of them. So, what you will find the pineapple wheat on tap. And now we have the Session Mark Hill wheat, which uh, comes in at a very light. 4.7% ABV. Uh, something I'm looking forward to that I haven't tried yet is the pre-prohibition style Lockwood Lager. Now, that's the one that I want to try because I love history. And so this is like what it was like way before you and I even existed. In the 20s. In the 20s. Exactly. I think that that would be a wonderful idea. I'd like to see what that tastes like. And maybe next week I'll miss that opportunity to try it then too. But you know what? It's, <laughs> it's the 20s now. Well, yeah, so see, we're back into the Roaring Twenties. I'm blowing my own mind here. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Holy, what yeah. comes around, or what goes around comes around, or something like that. Anyway, the, the pre-prohibition style beer is called the Lockwood Lager. Nice. Honestly, I wouldn't, I wouldn't know the difference between a pre-prohibition lager and a post-prohibition lager. I'm guessing you wouldn't either. But, no, I won't. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I was busy then. Yeah, but <laughs> like you say, you're going to have your own little bit. <laughs> I was. I was doing stuff, you know? Previous life. Yeah, Maybe. previous life. You know, I was, yeah, I was yeah, busy. I'm sure. You're over in Scotland slaying dragons. <laughs> <laughs> There's the Dragon Squirrel Juicy IPA. There's the Missing Link Dark Lager, there, which is ridiculously good. The Wolf Creek IPA is, uh, is there. There's the uh, the Motorpool Pilsner, the Rumination Brown Ale, which I also like very much. Mm. It's very it's very thoughtful beer, the Rumination really? Brown Ale. Yes, oh, yes. Very nice. I see how you type <laughs> yeah. it in. <laughs> the Off-Leash Vienna Lager, the Hourglass Extra Special Bitter, and, of course, Try the Long Haul Vanderwall Nordic Strong Ale because... It is the only Nordic Strong Ale in the universe, and when it is gone, the universe will be absent the world's only Nordic Strong Ale. It will be void of Nordic Strong Ale. Void of it. So, uh, once again, the universe will become unbalanced and will probably return to the pre-prohibition age because there won't be any Long Haul But maybe, maybe we might get Tracy Chapman back. Maybe that missing would, bit would be good. It's floating I around. Mi- I miss Tracy Chapman. I think that it, I think the tornado took that little snippet of sound, yeah. and I don't know how that works, but I know, don't either. But it, I think it's know. a Doctor Who thing. Okay. Anyway, uh, food this week. Um, my wonderful friend uh, Norris Hemingway is bringing Norris Cuisine on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. The great Puerto Rican food truck, El Hibarito. Oh, I like that name. Yeah. El. All right, it's 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 spelled. Uh, Jabarito, but it's pronounced Hibarito. Okay. Yes. So it's like, you would have you would have said Jabarito. J- well, yeah. I always refer to them as Jalapeno Peppers. Yes, I know that. 
So things are loose. I did not do well in Spanish in college. You didn't take Spanish. Yeah, I did. No, you didn't. Yeah, I did. I had to take the second course twice. Which is what I'm saying. You, you want, uh, this is what I'm saying. You well, I was able to talk out. I take to- Spanish. No, not really, because yeah. I convinced them that I was an idiot and couldn't learn languages. You know, so. that's that's how my dad got through Carlton, too, Seriously? same exact way, like convincing them that he just couldn't. And so now I'm studying French. Figure that out. Which makes zero sense to me. Anyway, um, things are loosening up. If we all behave and follow rules, I swear to God, just follow the doggone rules. It's gonna get better. It's only going to get better from here. Imminent Brewing is open Thursdays and Fridays from 4 to 8, Saturdays from 2 to 8 when I'm working, so if you want to see my lovely, <laughs> smiling, friendly face. And uh, Sundays from 2 to 7. As always, all the information you need can be found on the Imminent Brewing website at... Uh, com Or just imminentbrewing.com. Is okay, well, okay. I, I, yeah. I'm formal. You know, I got to tell you that Imminent is the sponsors of the weekly list, and this week they really got their money because if if they're paying by minute, they got like the longest ad <laughs> just now. <laughs> so their cost per minute went down to nothing. Yeah, it, actually, that one went on for a while. So <laughs> that one went on for a while. Sorry, folks. <laughs> but so, you know, go to Imminent. It's, we'll, uh, it's a wonderful place. We'll we'll just get to this real quick. You ever heard of Nina Simone? Yeah, I've heard of her. There's Nina Simone. Yeah, man, Nina, great voice. I, we probably should do a Nina Simone show at some we point. We should. Too. That would be really Have you ever seen, there's a great documentary called What Happened, Miss Simone. I have seen bits and pieces of it. Nina Simone is this amazing singer who was this, her music was this combination of jazz and soul and mm-hmm. it was so cool. And she was a great Great protest singer. I mean, she, mm-hmm. her her song "Goddamn Mississippi" or "Mississippi Goddamn." I mean, oh, yeah. oh my god, just so good. Um, but this is Nina Simone, just pushing all of that aside. Only just deciding I'm gonna I'm gonna focus my voice on the classic Bob Dylan song, "Just Like Tom Thumbs Blues." Really and, it's, good. and it's this is lovely. This is Nina Simone from 1969 with Just Like Town Thumbs Blues on 95.1 KYMN, The One. When you're lost in Juarez And it's Easter time too And your gravity fails And negativity don't pull you through Put on any ass when you're down on Rue Morgue Avenue. They've got some hungry women there, and man, they'll really make a mess out of you. If you see St. Annie, tell her thanks a lot.
legends call her the goddess of gloom She speaks good English and she invites you up into her room And you're so kind and careful not to go to her too soon Crashing 
different lashing for the warriors His strength is not to fight Lashing for the refugees on the unarmed road of flight And for each and every underdog soldier in the night We gazed upon the times of freedom flashing As we listen one last time And we're watched with one last look Spilled bond and swallowed Is the tool and it did Yeah, tooling for the aching ones Whose wounds cannot be nursed For the countless confused, accused from our ones and worse and forever hung a person in the whole wide universe now we gazed upon the charms of freedom flashing 
Bruce Springsteen and the East Street Band uh, from their that was during the uh, Tunnel of Love tour, I think. Yeah, yeah, the Chimes of Freedom EP. That was off of the Chimes of Freedom EP, which also included, by the way, uh, and I'm positive I played it on the show at some point, the acoustic version of Born to Run. Yeah. God, I love that too. Yeah, it's it's, it's really a yeah, yeah. It's a great little four song EP. Go find it. It's, oh, it's definitely, great. it's worth your time and attention. Yep. yep. Anyway, sure. that's Bruce doing Dylan. I mean, what a great version of that too. The the, the new Dylan ver- doing the old Dylan. Oh yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> well, that was how Springsteen was originally tagged. Yes, because he was discovered he was, by was, John Hammond too. Yes, yeah. John Hammond, the man who, among other people, yeah, discovered Billy Holiday, Bob Dylan, and Bruce Springsteen. How's that for a resume? Yeah, that's not too bad. That's pretty good. That's not too bad. That's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, Bruce Springsteen, the Street Band, Chimes of Freedom. Yeah. Um, you ever heard of this guy, Jimi Hendrix? You know, I've heard a little bit here and there. Come on. what? This is my guy. <laughs> Here's the thing. Of all of these covers tonight, basically, Rich is your Dylanologist. I saw, wait a minute. If you are actually going to have the gall to take credit for this song being on this show tonight. I, this, I said when we did this, I said this is the one cover that I want to hear. You don't think this was already on the list? It doesn't matter. I said it. I said it. I said it. <laughs> And besides, I'm a Jimi Hendrix guy. I'm pretty sure that this is the greatest <laughs> cover of anything ever. I, I will agree with you on that. Yeah. This is the I, definitive version. I, I, keep, I keep threatening to do this. We keep threatening to do this show of covers that are better than the originals. We'd have to put this song this, on it. So we're going to have to wait like six months just so we can play this song well, again. Well, that's true. Because, <laughs> and the thing that's interesting about this, we talk about how malleable mm-hmm. um, Dylan's words and lyrics and stuff are. The original version of this only has two chords. Yeah. Jimmy added a third one, and it changed the dynamic of the song. Jimmy heard this song before the... This is on... Dylan released this on, on his late 1967 album, John, John Wesley mm-hmm. Harding. Hendrix heard the album before it was released. Right. And, like, John Wesley Harding came out in, um, like, I want to say late December of 67. Hendrix put his version out two weeks later. I yeah. mean, he had already recorded well, and this it, yeah. is on Electric Ladyland. Yes. Which is yes. my Hendrix album. It's a, for a lot of For people. a lot of people. Yeah. I mean, that yeah. one is the yeah. one. And this version, especially, and if, if you are listening to this just over the radio right now, immediately put on a pair of headphones and listen to Jimi Hendrix doing this on a pair of headphones because it whizzes around. It goes from the left ear to the right ear. It spins around. You hear three-dimensional sound, and that's how Jimi Hendrix's mind worked. Yeah. This, this, yeah. this gives a good indication of what was in his head. Dylan has said that, um, I mean, if Hendrix changed the song for him. Mm-hmm. Like it, it, he, uh, I don't think he ever really played it acoustic, ever. Like how could you? He would. He, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, really. Like, after this, how could you? The only live versions I've actually heard of Dylan doing this are with the band, and they okay. they just rip this thing too. I mean, it's 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 and, and I mean, yeah. I mean, Jimmy re- redefined the song, and it's uh, um, and 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 Dylan even says when he plays it now, he feels like he's playing it as a tribute to Hendrix. So it, so he's almost playing his own song as a cover of Hendrix. Yeah, well, he's kind of covering He's Hendrix, kind of covering Hendrix, covering, Hendrix, covering, Hendrix, covering, covering him. him. Yeah. I think that's so funny. That's awesome. Yeah, it's uh, awesome. So if you don't know, this is a song called All Along the Watchtower on Night <laughs> 
must be some kind of way out of here. Say the joker to the thief. There's too much confusion. I can't get no relief. Businessman there, drink my wine. Come and dig my earth. None will level on the mine. Nobody of it is worth it. I, I've always loved the fact that his middle name is Marshall because, you know, because of Marshall stacks and things. Um, all right. Well, folks, we have a uh, a really kind of a special treat for you right now. Um, 
we've only actually on the weekly list we've only actually done this one one time before i had uh someone else come in and play a, a, a song live but uh um let me just explain that my original uh vision for this show was to actually do this live on a thursday night next i wanted to broadcast this live tomorrow night and have a whole bunch of my friends from northfield who are musicians come in and play a Dylan song or two and just kind of rotate people through. And it was going to be really cool and really fun. And when I say like a, a miniature D- Dylan fest, that's what it was going to be. Unfortunately, uh, the Minnesota twins <laughs> whom I love, uh, are playing a double header with the California or the Anaheim angels, uh, or Los Angeles angels of Anaheim. What, what are they called? The angels. And, uh, um, it just completely screwed up my plan. So instead, Danny and I are here in the studio arguing about the things we always argue about. But um, my boy Danny is uh, an incredibly talented musician in his own right, and he was always going to play this song. And we thought, well, you know, we're still here. So, um, ladies and gentlemen, I would like to introduce to you my uh, my partner, Mr. Daniel G. Moyer. Um, this is for John. John, all your family and friends love you. Take this badge off of me I can't use it anymore It's getting dark Too dark to see It feels like I'm knocking on heaven's door Knock, knock, 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 knocking on heaven's door Gonna put my guns in the ground I can't use them anymore That long black cloud is coming down And I know I'm knocking on heaven's door Knock, knock, knocking on heaven's door Knock, knock, knocking on heaven's door Knock, knock, knocking on heaven's door 
knock, knock, knocking on heaven's door. That was uh, knocking on heaven's door. Want to dedicate that um, to my friend John tonight. Um, we all love you. So, peace be with you. Peace. Thanks, Danny. That was that was pretty great. Uh, well, I, I kind of figure it, it's it's a great song. I've always loved that song. That's oh, always yeah. been one of yeah. that's my favorite Dylan song. I'm glad. Um, and it's it's from. Um, Pat Garrett and and Billy Billy the Kid, Kid, the soundtrack from 1973. Um, And what I've always liked about that, like is a relative word, it's it's about a guy who's dying. And he's in his last moments. And the mama is actually referring to his wife in the movie that he always called his wife Mama. (laughs) Um, And so that's that's who he's singing to. Um, Be that as whatever it may. And it's about the end. It's it's yeah. about the final end that's there for all of us, and um, it's a very emotional song. Especially, um, uh, I'm sitting here. It was like I had to keep my <laughs> eyes closed during that because I I couldn't look at you or anybody. Right, right. Um, I just I really love that song, and it's it's got such a a thing about it. And I know that there's a lot of covers, and this is a thing. Uh, Clapton's version is a reggae version. Guns N' Roses is like a hard rock one, and it, it doesn't really capture the feeling. And Dylan's version is probably the perfect recording of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but since we're looking at covers, I'm thinking about that kind of stuff. It, it needs to be an acoustic, and it needs to be the guy dies at the end. Yeah. I mean, there's no two ways around it. It's, yeah. uh, that, that's, that's Dylan for me right there. I hope we didn't just spoil the movie for everybody. <laughs> I, <laughs> well, you know, the thing about it, t- tonight I, I hope that people enjoyed that. It was a meager cover from my point of view. I'm, I, the, the character in the song dies at the end. I just hope that I didn't kill the song. <laughs> no, no, are you kidding? That was, that was a wonderful. Now, folks, uh, I am going to extract a promise from everybody out there listening tonight. Uh, you, Uh-oh. you need to, um, Danny has made me a promise and I, you need to hold him to it because I, oh, I will not be able to. You're not going to do this, are you? I'm doing this. I'm oh, doing this. When I die, uh, Danny Moyer at my memorial service is going to play Forever Young, a song he does not know currently at the I moment. I don't, and I am te- intentionally not studying it. I'm not going to learn it until you're gonna, I have you're to. Gonna, you're going to have like three days, so you should probably, like, when it, when it happens, <laughs> not, not, not like three days from now, but like, you're going to have Please three. tell me that you're going to have like a long lingering thing that you can teach me. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I just wish you a long lingering painful illness. I'm sorry. Anyway. Okay. Um, yeah. So uh, Danny's going to play Forever Young and it's got to be uh, the the uh, the slower version of Forever Young. Yeah, not, the, from... not the not the snappy one. The, but it, if you go to <laughs> go to the album Planet Waves, there, there are two two versions. I'll do the snappy version, of course. I, I, I will. I will come back and I will haunt you for the rest of your life. You know, you actually would too. Yeah, I would. I, well, here's the thing. The last thing I'm going to do is poke the bear when you know you've spun loose the mortal coil. 
I, sw- I swear, I'm not going to poke the bear then. I'll be- I'm going to be a wreck, dude. You've already told me this. You know, the one time that I wrote you up in college. That's true. That's, that's, that's going to be the backdrop that you're going to force me to play in front of. And I'm going to be sitting there sobbing. I'm not going to be able to finish this. That's going to be the background of, uh, that he like behind it. you is, is going to be the, 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 the slip where you're... I got in trouble one time at St. Olaf for breaking, <laughs> for breaking the rules. Uh, I got caught drinking on a dry campus <laughs> by my head resident. My head resident was Daniel G. Moyer. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> the only man to ever write me up at St. Olaf was my best friend. <laughs> you know, the worst thing is, is I made you pour that out. Yeah. Do you remember that? And yeah. I'm sitting there going, you, "This you, is so wrong. This is like I, the the last the last little bit. I would just I I drank. Yeah, you it. did yeah. drink it in yeah. front of me. Yeah, that was funny. Yeah. I, that I'll give you some style points on that one. Okay. Anyway, folks, that's because I'm about to do it for this uh, this edition of the weekly list. Uh, I'm an emotional red. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for making me laugh. Uh, you're welcome. If you uh, if you like the show, uh, you can find us um, on a whole bunch of different places. Uh, you can. Uh, I don't download us on Stitcher as a podcast. We are we are a podcast. Go find the KYMN Radio podcast on Google and Spotify and Apple and Stitcher and and uh, tune in and uh, you, tuna tune in. Okay, thank you. Tune in. Don't mess with this. Tune in. And, <laughs> and, and you can doubt you can you can subscribe and you can have the weekly list as soon as it's available to you. Just go right to your phone or wherever. Uh, you can uh, find us on our uh, program page on the KYMN Radio uh, website, kymnradio.net, um, where we have all of the old shows archived. You can find us on Facebook under under the weekly list, which you know, which is where I've got, I post every new show every Friday morning. And you do it really well because you're, you're so on top of that stuff. I'm prompt you are you are I'm, I'm not prompt you're, about anything you're but very I'm prompt punctual. about that well but you know what I, I'm not prompt but you know what I am I'm a shameless self-promoter well yeah well there's nothing wrong with that that's right, marketing okay. baby <laughs> you gotta sell a t-shirt man <laughs> that's what we need oh, we oh we, we need, need merch t-shirts. we do we need, need merch, merch. I, I I will not anyway <laughs> <laughs> so that we can have another thing cluttering up my ba- my kitchen and my garage and yeah. all kinds there's of one more t-shirt that it, that won't fit me <laughs> <laughs> um, go like uh, the KYMN Facebook page. Uh, go like the Imminent Brewing Facebook page. Um, and thanks for uh, for listening. We're gonna leave you with the greatest song I have ever heard. What is it? This is the greatest <laughs> song that you've ever heard. Of, uh, do I know this song, Danny? I know. I'm just. I'm really having a tough time Danny, tonight. Just poking you, Danny. Yes, sir. There are two peaks. In Western literature. Yes, what two, are those? Count them. Two. Okay. And I mean this. Yeah, no, this is true. I, and I, I remember you telling me this, what, I, 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 50 million years ago? I don't, and I, well, I probably said this 50 million times yeah. because I like, I, this is how I explain. The first one is Hamlet. Mm-hmm. I, and I do. I, every time I, I read Hamlet, every time I see Hamlet, I don't even care if it's that stupid Mel Gibson movie. <laughs> Alas, poor Rich, I knew you well. I <laughs> get sucked in. I cry, yeah. I cheer, I laugh. Hamlet is is just amazing to me. Yeah, and I, Shakespeare, I, I, the Bard. I mean, you know. What can you say? Hamlet, first peak in Western literature. Okay. The second is Tangled Up in Blue. Ah, this is off of Blood on the Tracks. Yeah, it's the first song on Blood on the Tracks. This song is a 20th century epic poem. 
This song is yeah. this song is the Odyssey. This song is Beowulf. This yeah. song is um, uh, it's 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 on that level. It's that kind of a it's a story. It's it's and I I every time I hear this song, it hits me. And sometimes it hits me harder than others. But I I yeah. I, I, I um, this is it. This you is do it. become kind of a gooey puddle on this. I do. You know, and it's it's in all, and here's the thing. I um I say here's the thing a lot. Did you know that? I actually I didn't. didn't okay, I'm, I'm fine. <laughs> I got to work on that. Anyhow, here's the thing. <laughs> Tangled up in blue is one of those magnificent songs to start a great album, because Blood on the Tracks is a fantastic, exceptional record, and this is the perfect way to start that record. There's the first note, mm-hmm. uh, which I think is a G, right? Yeah. I hear that if I'm listening to the radio and it comes on, I hear I like have a visceral reaction to that. Yeah, like oh, I've just, seen it. It's, it, it, it's it, kind of it interesting. It just kind of it just hits me right right in the heart. I just yeah. Okay, I got to ask you this. Yeah. If if you played the first note and I paused it, and or let's just say I turned off the radio right after that first note, do you hear the rest of the song play in your head? Of course I do. Okay, I, I just wanted to double check, I, and I, I knew that that was going to be. Your I can answer. hear the whole thing right now. I, I, I'm watching <laughs> you, and I'm watching Rich just kind of. I'm listening to Tangled Funny right here. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Anyway, so uh, happy birthday, Bob! 80 yeah. years old. May you live uh, another, another eighty. Another eighty, at least, and keep writing. One hundred and eighty more. Unlike Billy Joel, please keep writing. Keep going. You're doing great. We love. We love you. We thank you. And uh, this is from 1975. This is from uh, the first song on Blood on the Tracks. This is Tangled Up in Bloom. Thanks for listening, everybody. Yeah. We'll talk to you guys again next week. See ya. Peace. The sun was shining I was laying in bed Wondering if she'd changed it all If her hair was still red Her folks, they said our lives together Sure was gonna be rough They never did like Mama's homemade dress Papa's bank book wasn't big enough And I was standing on the side of the road Rain falling on my shoes Heading out for the East Coast Lord knows I paid some dues Getting through Tangled up in blue She was married when we first met Soon to be divorced I helped her out of a jam, I guess But I used a little too much force We drove that car as far as we could Abandoned it out west Split up on the docks at night For the green it was best And she turned around to look at me As I was walking away I heard her say over my shoulder We'll meet again someday On the avenue Tangled up in blue job in the great north woods working as a cook for a spell but i never did like it all that much and one day the axe just fell so i drifted down to new orleans so i lucky with a being employed working for a while on a fishing boat right outside of delacroix but all the while i was alone the past was close behind 
Thanks for listening to this KYMN radio podcast. If you enjoyed this podcast or found it interesting, consider leaving us a review and sharing this podcast on social media. 
You can find more podcasts like it on our website, kymnradio.net, or wherever you get your podcasts, simply by searching the KYMN Radio Podcast. And of course, you can listen to us live on 95.1 FM, 1080 AM, and on our website. KYMN is your home for real radio, true variety. 